Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from February 10th of 2021. There isn't a whole lot to talk about today, but the things that there are to talk about, like, are pretty substantial. So, preface, I am recording in my car right now. I'm not going to finish the podcast out in my car, um, just because currently it's only 4.30 where I am, so I don't have court circular stuff up yet. Like, it hasn't been published. Um, but when that is, um, I'll continue probably at home or potentially in the car, depending on how my night goes. Um, so just know that this is a car podcast because it can be. Um, so we are going to get started today with the Swedish royal family. So let's go over there now. So you guys, Sweden has been messing me up a little bit. So they have actually had events over the past few days, um, but they weren't published on like the archive. You had to kind of search for them, which is something I always do at the end of the month. I don't do that necessarily at the beginning because they are typically publicizing everything. Um, So I went on there today and saw that there was a good amount of stuff that I hadn't um, seen yet because they hadn't put it on like their homepage. And so um, we're going to get into that now, but I just wanted to give you a heads up like um, didn't know that was happening and I feel really bad about it, but like I'll factor that in now. Um, so, cause I went in yesterday and saw that like the only thing that they had updated on was Victoria at Stockholm Fashion Week. And then I go in and see that like all of yesterday was full, which just kind of infuriates me like a lot. Um, okay. So yesterday was the ninth. So we obviously have the, um, participation of the inauguration of Stockholm Fashion Week, but then, um, Crown Princess Victoria had a digital audience with the operations manager for the Swedish Burma Committee. Um, I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that that has to do with the coup that is happening in Burma or Myanmar, um, where the military has arrested um, citizen leaders who were trying to bring democracy to Burma slash Myanmar um, and that so that happened like on February 1st I think and because of that there's now a coup and protests and it's just like a really big deal so that happened um, and then Queen Sylvia had a couple of events with the World Childhood Foundation. Um, so she met with 
um, the chairman and the secretary general and then participated in a digital meeting for the executive committee of World Childhood Foundation. So that's all that was happening yesterday. I am very upset that like they didn't share that, um, but that's okay. We'll get through it. Um, I know now to make sure I look at that and I will save that as my bookmark instead of just the homepage, which last year was proving to be fine. Um, but this year so far is clearly not. So I wanted to just say that now. Um, so sorry I missed that. Um, so that was all of yesterday's stuff. And then today, uh, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel took part in a digital steering group meeting for, um, Generation PEP, which is an organization that their foundation supports and, um, that they do a lot of like activities with every year. Um, so that is something that they participated in today. And they have also been doing a lot of like unofficial stuff, but because I, I try very hard to only talk about like the official things. Um, sometimes I don't, but for the most part I do. But because I've noticed this is happening more and more, they are having like digital conversations with munis municipalities throughout like all of Sweden, um, like with the county commissioners and things like that. Um, just as a way to keep up to date on the COVID-19 situation and all of those communities. Um, this is, I don't know if this is the replacement or what's going on, but the Swedish Royal family were supposed to take a tour of the 21 or 22 Swedish counties. They made it through about four, um, and then had to cancel because of the intense secondary wave of COVID, um, towards the end of the year, uh, towards the end of 2020. Um, but also like Sweden became a little bit different in how they were going about COVID. Um, so the thing was put on a back burner for, to be completed this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen because we are still living in a pandemic world. Um, so I just wanted to give you, like, this is happening behind the scenes. They're just not publishing it. Um, I'm kind of, like, peripherally aware that it's happening, but I'm not paying a lot of attention because, like I said, I try to keep things pretty much, um, what's uh, happening officially. So that is the deal there. So just a little, like, here's something that's happening that isn't on the calendar that I know about because I keep messing up the calendar situation. Um, and I'll change my bookmark and life will be a little bit easier, um, tomorrow, hopefully. So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to the Spanish royal family. So for a day of no events in Spain for the Spanish royal family, it has become quite an interesting day. Um, so this morning I woke up to a tweet um, from a Dutch, uh, no, a Belgian royal family reporter um, 
talking about the Princess of Astorius following in the footsteps of the Duchess of Brabant or Princess Elizabeth from Belgium. And I just went, okay, um, I need to look into that more, but I had literally just woke up. So I went to Casa Real's website because by this point I figured they were announcing something to do with her education plan. Um, so I went and I went to Casa Real's website and sure enough, they had released a press statement um, talking about the continuation of Leonor, the Princess of Astorius's education. Um, I was not shocked by this whatsoever. I knew it was coming. I wasn't sure in what capacity it would look like. Um, but the announcement basically stated that Leonor will be attending um, the... You, shoot. It's the UWC, but I want to make sure I get the... I think it's the United World College, but I want to make sure that it is... Um, yeah, so it's the United World College, um, the Atlantic College campus in Wales. Um, and so this is an international baccalaureate degree, which is, this is hard to explain if you're from the States, um, because we have such a very different education system than uh, Spain, but also like some other countries as well. Um, so in Spain... I've done a lot of research on this today, so I can explain it as concisely as possible because Leonor is going to be the first of many to potentially have a similar track. Um, I don't know what the Scandinavian royals are going to do or what's happening in the Netherlands, but, like, this is the the Spanish track. Um, so you go to school, compulsory, compulsory education from the years from the age of 6 to 16-ish, like what would be the year you turn 16. Um, and during that time, it's required by the law, it's required in the Constitution of Spain that you attend school. After that, you can go into a, a workplace situation, a community college, a technical school, or you can go for your baccalaureate, which is kind of like, if you're from the UK, they're kind of like A-levels. Um, it's similar as like a pre, like a qualification for a university. Um, but it's, it's this two-period span where you are done with compulsory education and you're going on to your next tract. Um, and so... That's what the International Baccalaureate does, is it's a qualifier for a ton of universities all around the world, um, and a further education system that promotes um, global learning. Um, I was looking at their, like, Twitter page just to see kind of some, some things, um, and, like, the... Mohammed Yunus, uh, who basically created, like, the microloan system, um, is coming to the school tomorrow. Um, so it gives you access to, it gives the students access to great, um, leaders in the community of, of the world, like, leaders of the world, um, who have really done a lot of different things. Um, so that's what the school is. Um, it's located in, like, the so southern part of Wales, um, and so that's the school. And then this 
statement basically went on to say that Leonor went through the traditional process um, of applying through the school, which includes like academic history. Apparently there's like a psychological test involved, which doesn't surprise me because she will obviously be boarding at the school. So like you have to make sure she's okay enough to leave home for essentially two years. Um, and she was accepted, made her decision, and will start in the fall. So August or September um, time frame. So that kind of is the deal. She'll be 15 when she is done with her compulsory education um, in June of this year. And then in August, we'll continue on to her schooling um, at UWC. So that is like the top level deal. Um, I did some deep dive on to like the education um, because I wanted to make sure I gave some context. So I've mentioned this is the path that Elizabeth from Belgium has taken as well, literally identical path um, so far. And that surprised me a little bit, but also King Felipe, Leonor's father, did something very similar as did, I think, all of, like his siblings, um, or at least one of them, probably both of his sisters did the same thing. Um, but he finished his compulsory education at the private school that he attended and also his daughters attend, um, and then went on to a boarding school in Canada. Um, for what I think is a couple of years, then went on to university where he did a bachelor's degree in Madrid, and then he went on for his master's at Georgetown University in the States. So this didn't surprise me. I knew it was a probability that Leonor would leave Spain um, for her education. The only reason I was a little bit surprised by it is I wasn't sure what COVID would do to those plans. Like, I wasn't sure how COVID would impact them um, and if she would rather attend her baccalaureate programming in Spain because of the COVID situation. Um, so I wasn't shocked. Um, I was surprised by the school choice. Um, I kind of expected she would end up in North America for boarding school, but I like that she's in Wales. I think that's really awesome. I... A part of me loves that it's kind of the exact same track that uh, the Duchess of Brabant is taking, um, only because, like, that was on our only point of reference for these heirs, because Elizabeth is the oldest of the youngest generation, um, and so, like, she's kind of a, a point of, like, okay, this is what she did, what's Leonor gonna do, what's the rest of them gonna do as they kind of age up as well. Well, this is the answer. Leonor is going to follow so far in the uh, exact same track that Elizabeth did. Um, don't know what that looks like going forward. And, you know, I, I've been kind of like, okay, this is a really cool thing. Um, but I wanted to give you as much information as I could um, on this. So she's following Felipe's path really, really closely, like um, very closely. It's kind of bizarre how greatly they've been able to stick to her following in Felipe's path. Um, 
because it looks like Letizia did her baccalaureate in Spain, probably with her public high school, and then went on to university and master's and uh, the start of a PhD program. And um, so it just something that I, I think I've talked about on here, like I kind of love this, like, here's how the royals are kind of moving the younger generation are like moving into their grown-up roles. Um, you know, Leonor really started working this year in terms of like she was at a good amount of events in 2020. Um, I know it started out really light and people were giving the Spanish royal family a lot of crap for not bringing the girls out sooner in the pandemic. They were a month, they were out in a month into the pandemic. Um, but I've learned that the Spanish royals are held to a very bizarre standard. Um, and so that is her education. There is a lot of, I've noticed, um, conversation happening about all of this, particular, particularly around the finance side of it. Um, so it was also in the statement that Felipe and Letizia would be using their annual salary, um, and it wouldn't be an additional cost to the taxpayer. Of course, the taxpayer is still paying for the schooling. It's just not an additional taxation to pay for Leonor's school. Like, it's already built into the salary of the king and queen, um, and they're going to use that to pay for it. It is a very pricey school. Um, I did this for my own sake. Like, I was just genuinely curious, but I'll tell you the figures. So it's hold on. I want to make sure I get them right. So it's 67,000 pounds, which of course is what is used in Wales, uh, which is the, which is equal to about 76,500 euros, which is equal to 92,000 US dollars. I am so shook. Um, but, you know, it, it genuinely, like, it's kind of, like, nothing after the, the salary of the king and queen. Like, their salary to combined is about $400,000, give or, or 400,000 euros, give or take. Um, but still, that's, like, a fourth of it. Um, so, you know, it's a very pricey school. It's a very prestigious school. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on in Spain. I know I went into like a lot of detail, but I would do that for anybody's school choice um, in terms of like this world. Uh, it's just no one has really announced their next steps yet. Like I know I went into a good bit of information when Elizabeth picked her choice um, with the Royal Military Academy, but there wasn't a whole lot of like otherness about that. So that is what is going on in Spain. Um, I wanted to get that all out. Um, now I, like I said yesterday, I, I find, I find it hard to like pick a balance about talking about the royals who are under the age of 18. Um, however, this is something that was most of the information I gave you was from the press statement alone um, with an additional Google search of where her parents went to school. Um, 
but I pretty much knew it followed Felipe's track very similarly. I just wanted to confirm that. Um, so all of this came from their release. Um, and so I just wanted to share that and make sure that all the information was out there and also like gush a little bit because I think it's awesome. Um, so yeah, that is what was going on in Spain today. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands because there was nothing happening in Norway today. Netherlands we had a good bit of events um, to start out our day so first thing this morning King Willem Alexander received credentials from three new ambassadors to the Netherlands from Romania China and Suriname which is in South America and is a country I had never heard of until right now uh, well earlier um, but I learned where it was so that was awesome um and I talk about this a lot but like we all know that I love when ambassadors hand over their credentials um because I love the pomp and circumstance of it but here's the thing like <laughs> Willem Alexander doesn't do a lot of pomp and circumstance he does but like the most pomp and circumstancey thing he does is was his um what's it called for him um it's not a coron it's not his official like it's not called an a, cor a coronation um investiture that's what it's called um and that was like the most pomp and circumstancy like gala thing um and then every year for like the opening of the parliament is what I call it um but it's called princess day or budget day um that's always really like galled up but for the most part like He's a pretty, uh, what's the word I want to use in this laid back? Yeah, laid back, folksy. Um, but like, he'll wear uh, a morning suit, which is, you know, a coat with tails and a bigger tie. Um, but like, not his orders or anything like that, I don't think. They only show him from the side in these pictures. Um, and then it's pretty casual in terms of, like, the way the ceremony has been done for the past year, at least, um, because of COVID restrictions and everything. So I don't, I don't remember or I don't know that I knew these things were happening before March of last year or even after, especially with the Dutch royal family, um, because they, they don't publicize it in the same way that, like, they don't put it on social media at all. Um, it's just on their website. And I wasn't utilizing that as much in the beginning of this podcast life. Um, and so, like, they never had videos or pictures or anything publicized anywhere but their website. And so I wasn't seeing it. Um, so I don't know what they were like pre-COVID. I'll be completely honest. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a fun thing because you can compare all the different ways that the Royals do this. Um, so that's why I like it so much is like, it's a really good comparison point, much like why I just went on a really long tangent about Leonore's education, because it's one thing that you can use to compare country per country is how their heirs are being educated and how like ambassadors are received in each country. There isn't a lot of that. Um, it's a lot of knowing each country's individual circumstance, which for the most part, like I do a decent job of researching. I will say like, I don't research the Dutch Royal family circumstances that much because it will infuriate me. Um, I'm still getting over some annoyances, but Anyway, that's why I like these ambassador events, the credentials, is because I can compare them literally apple for apple for the most part. I mean, there are, of course, like some nuances, but like apple for apple, every monarch receives new ambassadors. So I just like to compare them that way. So that was the first thing on his calendar. And then next, Willem Alexander digitally opened the year of the Brabantian monostatic life. <laughs> This was a learning experience for me. Um, so I have I still don't think I completely understand, but here's what I do get. Um, <laughs> there is a Brabant in the Netherlands, much like there is in Belgium, um, but there is a Brabant in the Netherlands that is very full of monasteries and convents for monks and nuns. Um, and apparently there are like over 450 monasteries and convents alike in this region. Um, and so this year they are celebrating them. Um, so he took part in a digital ceremony to open that officially, um, at a monastery in the area. Um, it was, it was, I didn't watch the live stream because I just, I, I try not to watch things if I can't be respectful of, of that. And it, it was just truly the reason I am laughing so much is because they had him on like a screen on a stand kind of near a pew, but not in the pew. And it was just this like, <laughs> really bizarre experience um and all I could think of this is this is a show I've seen every episode but like I don't I'm not a super huge fan of the show I just I know this but there's this show in the states and I'm pretty sure it kind of went everywhere um but the big bang theory it's about a really smart guy I think this is the second time I have talked about this show on here maybe I'm a bigger fan than I realize um but he is a really really smart dude and he was sick one day or something and so he put his face on like a robot like a screen on a robot so he could like facetime or skype or whatever with his friends who were out in the living room and it just reminded me of that and I can't I literally can't stop laughing about it it was so funny um so yeah that's what was going on in the Netherlands for King Willem Alexander um, and then also today Queen Maxima took part in a digital working visit um, where she learned about 
an organization whose name didn't go through the translator and I'm not going to attempt practicing my Dutch. Um, but it's an organization that helps people work through the obstacles and bureaucracy and red tape of job seeking, job changes, etc. Um, so it helps overcome those obstacles to help people better their lives in one way or another. Um, like whether they're seeking their first job or seeking a career change, etc. So it works with employers, education, um, etc. to overcome those intense obstacles. So that is what was going on in the Netherlands. Um, there was nothing going on in Denmark. Surprise, surprise. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the UK. For me, there's going to be like a two-hour um, waiting period. Uh, but for you, there's going to be nothing. So I'm going to uh, go wait for the court circular to come out in the next two hours or so. Um, and I will be back with you in just a little bit. Um, but all you have to do is listen to God Save the Queen. So enjoy, and I'll talk to you with the British royal family in just a second. So it is now four hours later, and we are actually going to finish up this episode. So it is actually now four hours later, and we are going to go ahead and finish up this episode with the British royal family. Because um, there wasn't that much happening. There was one event in Belgium that I can't really talk about too much. Like, there wasn't a lot of information. So we're skipping it, um, and we can include it in tomorrow's episode if need be. But for now, we are going to move on to the British royal family, um, where today there was um, just a press release that the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall have been vaccinated for COVID-19. Um, the video of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge speaking with nurses that happened yesterday uh, went out on Twitter tonight technically it's tomorrow in uk but because we've already talked about the event um there's not much else to talk about there um it's a really cool video i'll have it i will have it um on the website i'll go ahead and do that um and then we are going to look at the court circular and see what was going on there so okay this is the front cover photo for the Times is a very bizarre photo. Okay, sorry. Um, moving on. Now, let's see. Um, it looks like Queen Elizabeth held a council meeting today um, with the Secretary of State for Work and Pensions, the Secretary of State for Foreign, Commonwealth, and Development Affairs, and the Secretary of State for Transportation, as well as the Lord President, um, and then later on this evening, they, uh, Queen Elizabeth and Boris Johnson held a telephone audience as is normal for a Wednesday. And then moving on to Kensington Palace, uh, the Duke of Cambridge this morning spoke to armed forces personnel involved in the COVID-19 COVID vaccine rollout. Um, so that's what was going on in terms of the British royal family on the court circular and the announcements made today. Still no name for, ba for baby Brooksbank. Um, 
so as soon as that's announced I'll share it on here as well although most of you will have already heard it I'm sure um oh and I'm just checking to make sure I haven't missed anything else for the day I have not just that video that came out um and yeah, that's what's been going on. So that is the episode. I know I went on to like a deep dive on to um, boarding schools and Leonore's education. But like, I don't know. That's just one of the few things that interests me still right now. I, I'm still, that was phrased wrong. But like, what I mean by that is there's not a lot happening that's new and different um because of covid of course like there's not state visits or official visits or multitudes of events like we're just kind of steadily rolling up the river um it's been really slow year so far and so this is just something new and exciting um and so I wanted to spend time talking about it. Also, I did a lot of research to, like, make sure I could give you as much information as possible, as clearly as possible. Like, that was just a goal. Um, and for any younger royals who are taking next steps in their education, I want to do the same for. So that's that's where we're at. Um, so, yeah, that's what's been going on today. I will be back with another episode tomorrow. In the meantime, please visit thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, and like and review this podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.